Lower your expectations. It's a hockey podcast from Lance, Coach, and Randall. Gabe Gifford Hockey is our Season 2 sponsor. Fantastic young man. He has recorded 21-hour stick time lessons and put them online as a course. It'll take your little champion through 20 hours of competitive hockey lessons. You can get more out of stick and puck with your child. It's better, and it's a lot less expensive than a regular private coach would be. Give him a look, because he's a great kid, and he's helped us out a lot. Hello, and welcome to episode 39 of the Youth Hockey Podcast. We just got done with Memorial Day. And what, what's something that you would like to remember or not remember, and more, more to the point, there's one uh, game that I would not like to remember. That was when we lost 10-1 uh, to a team, and I believe there were six shots in a row that went in on our goalie. I'm not being mean to the goalie. I'm saying it was a bad run. Uh, anyway, uh, Lance, anything you remember from uh, Memorial Day that, uh, that you're like, oh, my God? Uh, boy, let's see. That you'd like to forget. Um, I'm going to say, uh, wow, that meant there's been so many fun moments Memorial Day, getting out and watching hockey, just in general. So, as hockey. usual, Lance takes a topic that I ask him to go with and goes the exact opposite way. Thank you, Lance. <laughs> I remember when you were blackout drunk in Vegas, okay? <laughs> How about you, Raleigh? Um, I got one that I, I think you might remember as well. Do you recall a uh, particular tournament where we had a goalie? He had been a, a forward. But he made, he decided, um, I think that year, that nope, I've been a forward all my life, but now I'm going to play goalie. And uh, we entered a tournament, and for some reason, this was the only goalie we had. And um, it didn't go real well for him. We were we were having our issues, and um, at one point, if you recall, he 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 got he got injured a couple times, I guess. And uh, he, he, he pulled a Roberto Duran on us and said, no mas, and uh, came off. And uh, we had to try and find, we had to do the old six players because, um, yeah, he was, he was not actually prepared for, for what he thought he was going to be doing there. And we actually it had a pretty good All team. the young goalies out there, you have to be ready. Uh, it is not an easy thing, position to play. I mean, I felt bad for the kid. He, he did get run over and just uh, – you know, you got beat up and uh, I felt bad for the kid, but I mean, did <laughs> you, you remember that <laughs> tournament? I do. I do. <laughs> I don't know uh, if this was Memorial Day, but do you remember the five on uh during the worst line change in the world? Was uh, that Memorial yeah. Day? I, yeah. I can't remember because I blacked it out, but I, I got to tell you, <laughs> I still remember. And I, I'd never experienced this before in my life. Uh, imagine your team uh, is, is playing and all of a sudden, five players from the other team enter your zone at the same time without a single player wearing your jersey entering that zone at that time. Yeah. You know, what, you know what that shows you, they though? Did indeed. <laughs> <laughs> they, they scored so easily, it almost made it back. <laughs> Could you imagine the goalie? He's like, is this warm-up? I mean, what's going on here? I, I don't understand. There's, the there's... rarest of all five on O breakaways. Uh, oh, that <laughs> well, was that, that's when that's when you have a team where you know right there that team is more afraid of the coach than anything else, because that I... only occurs when the coach is like change, and everyone's okay. like, oh, there's three guys on the three on two. <laughs> coach called me off. I'm off. Okay, there you go. <laughs> I got you. That is funny. Well, Lance, uh, I, I want to introduce Lance's topic because I think uh, he's got a good one this week, the folks. Uh, I think he's right on 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 message uh, and on brand for the Youth Hockey Podcast. Lance, take it away. All right. So, uh, so guys, the other day, I was wandering uh, through the rink, as I often do, um, and I happened to catch a glimpse of there was a, a, a peewee game going on. And it seemed to be very animated, uh, the crowd. So I, I went in to watch, and it was like a 1-1 game. I don't know the circumstances. It may have been a playoff game for one of these weekend tournaments or whatever. But it caught my attention. I started to watch. And then something happened with the referee that just brought so many repressed memories through to me 
and frustration and anger. So your life became like an HBO series. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. I had this bad repressed memory and, and, and there were two separate incidents that happened. And I just want to know you guys' experience with, uh, uh, with this stuff. And um, the, the first one was the, the, the plays going on and the referee uh, and there's, 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 um, there's contact or something. something, something happened on the play and the play continues. But as the play continues, you can distinctly hear certain parents in the background, like scream, are you kidding me? And as soon as that reverberated through the rink, the ref's arm went up. And so it was obvious that this guy was reacting to the crowd and, and, and I think this happens way too much because of the fact is like, why can't the referee just make it? It's my game. It's my judgment. I'm going to call it as I see it. But I just, it just reminded me of how many times in our youth hockey days that referees would hear people react and make a call, like kind of to appease them. Well, and also I got to tell you, I've seen a couple of referees do this where they make an appeasement call, but they realize it and they send off two players. You know, like I, I've seen it where like they, they hear the, the crowd go, no, and they go raise their arm. And then they realize, oh, no, I was really reacting to the moment. And so they just go, OK, you two off. I really feel that's what it was, because, I mean, you could tell that the guy was raised his hand. OK, now he's locked. He's right. locked in. He's like and then he's like, oh, no, they're they're they're, they're totally, you know, right. these, these people are, are manipulating me. I'm taking two players. See, I respect that. Though. I do too, but I was like, but I, I see remember too many of the other. I get it, but I remember a couple times where I think the goalie, or I'm sorry, the goalie, the ref got ahead of me, uh, and and did it did exactly what you said, reacted, decided that that was not really the way he wanted to call it, and sent two players off. That's funny. Now, now the other one too, by the way, as we as we continue the discussion, the other one I saw same thing, and and this happened a lot, and of course Randy knows this happened a lot to our family where there's there, the plays going on, transition the other way. There's a murmur from the crowd. The ref turns around and there's one kid skating down the ice with a smile on his face. And there's another kid laying like face down on the ice. And he has, and he honestly, he has no idea what just transpired, but he raises his arm and he calls a penalty on the kid because he is, and I remember I asked the ref and he's like, well, something happened. I missed something. So I had to call something. I'm like, well, why did you have to call something? When you have no idea what happened. The kid tripped over his shoelaces and fell face first. Imagine if our policing were done that way. You know what I'm saying? Like you look over, you see, a, you see, hey, somebody knocked over the uh, the 7-Eleven. Let's arrest that guy. Exactly. You know what I mean? I know somebody. Hey, that, that 7-Eleven, something, something happened. I've got to punish someone. <laughs> Let's go with that kid. And, and they always pick some kid that looks like happy. You know what I mean? That's the other thing. <laughs> they always pick the content kid you know, to take the, to, to take the fall. Exactly. Exactly. Now, Dave, have you had that experience or what are your thoughts as a coach? Um, well, let me go back to your first one and then, and then come to this one. So the first, I, I just, I have a brief comment. It seems to me we have yet another business opportunity here. We need to make a, uh, some kind of a, a like a, a DVD or Blu-ray package that we can sell to refs where it just contains nothing but like fans yelling at them, uh, chants, you know, the ref, you suck, <laughs> just toughen them up. They can, they can purchase this and just sit at home with their headphones on and listen to it. And maybe they will become immune to uh, people yelling at them from the stands and they won't feel the need to just randomly call uh, a call just because uh, they heard some people yelling. I love the way you take on a problem and you try to solve it, coach. That's what, that's, that's what it's I'm just a business opportunity is what I'm saying. That <laughs> is what I love about the coach. I mean, we probably won't do it, but if there's some enterprising person out there that listens to this podcast, I'm telling you, there's at least hundreds of dollars to be made. And uh, even. Uh, well, here's another one for you, dollars. That's right. Yeah. If, <laughs> if you want to monetize, here's the other thing that, that I think actually could possibly work. If somebody were astute enough or the rink to get a camera or two and they're focused zeroed in right on the back of the net because how many times has the ref been at the blue line has no idea what occurred and the puck went in and he never saw it well yeah i mean it, it that that happens way too much 
Yeah, um, we need like maybe video replay for the ref. Um, yeah, uh, I, I mean, <laughs> you're not wrong. As we we talked about this on a few episodes ago, I think. How, uh, yeah, no, the that, national they, championship. It, all, uh, it just depends lost. on who who got the missed call, coach. If your yeah. team gets the missed call uh, and you were supposed to score, you hate it. If the other team uh, got the missed call, I mean that's that's, that's why I'm kind of I'm that's ambivalent. Yeah. I'm ambivalent because I've I've been on both sides of it. We've we've had goals scored on us, and we've scored goals, and you know, they've missed on both sides. I, you know, incompetence uh, knows no team allegiance. I don't think. Um, now, but your now your other one um, about the the kid who you know. Um, See, I, I don't have a direct rebuttal, but I, I will say, <laughs> unfortunately, um, I now have a sort of, well, there's a permanent record of my kid playing in the, um, the Pennsylvania State playoffs a couple of years ago, and, um, he, or not, well, not the state, but whatever, the, uh, the Philadelphia, New Jersey, whatever area they call it, call it the Flyers Cup, he's playing in that. And uh, he, his team was in a playoff game. And then unfortunately, at one point, um, there was a play and something occurred. And I guess um, my kid was in, involved in something behind the play. And his team was skating the other direction with the puck. And then um, a penalty was called upon him. And uh, the announcers then, oh, Ralston took a terrible penalty there. He's cost his team and, you know, went on <laughs> about a minute and a half tirade. Now, meanwhile, you, you can't see there, – there's no way to see what happened. So, I, I, you know, was right. he guilty of something? I, it's possible. I, I know, you know, I've seen him react to people. Uh, you know, they always, you always say don't react. But, I, you know, usually – he's not really uh, the kind of kid that starts something, but – um, but he does have a little sandpaper to his game. I, I you know, anything's possible. It's just uh, unfortunate that that was a close game, and uh, I think we lost uh, like two to one or something that game. And, that was uh, the announcers. That like, yeah, the announcers like they were Homer announcers. No, they the the for the, for the Flyers Cup they actually uh, telecast all or what what they they netcast you know on YouTube all the games. Uh, it's kind of a it's a pretty big deal in Pennsylvania, so. Um, they have like, you know, announcers for every game that are uh, independent. They're not, it's not like parents of one side or the other. So um, was he yeah. smiling on the way back? Because if you'll remember and you'll call Lance uh, added the detail that the kid was smiling on the way back down. And that's why he got the penalty uh, was perhaps young Ralston also smiling. Is there, is there some I, kind of anything's possible? There? Okay. Anything's possible. I didn't. Okay. I didn't talk to him about it. Uh, Everyone, <laughs> please, right now, make sure you teach your kids to look somber, especially somber after they hit somebody. Right, or yeah, maybe maybe motion motion back, like ref. There's yeah. a you know point like that kid hey, killed me. Yeah, poor I, guy. Uh, yeah, <laughs> go, poor kid. Go tend to him. I'm on. There the must next be play. something to this. That would be great, by the way. That by the way, if you had like a really good acting coach on your uh, a hockey team. He really could like have them all go through like Meisner technique where they all have to kind of like feel what the guy they hit just felt and go through <laughs> and stuff like that. And he could teach them how to get out of penalties. Right. Cr cringing like, there oh, you, go. you know. Oh, your emotional intelligence was so good in that last play, Connor. <laughs> well, well, my boys were in a game. Uh, and so there's something to this smiling. There's something about it because I could tell when you introduced that little, little nugget, I was like, why is he introducing this? And now I realize you played us all. You know exactly that the smile is the one most important component to the whole thing. I think it is because yeah. they were playing in a game the other day. Now, no penalty, thankfully. No penalty. But the game was getting a little chippy. And one of the, one of the players for the other team skated over to one of their line mates and told the guy, why the hell are you smiling? And the kid responded, I'm happy. And the guy was like, well, I don't like it. It skated away. And I was like, well, why do you care if he's happy? I'll, yeah, I, th I think the refs think that, uh, you know, a, a lot of them kind of have a, you know, a bit of a chip on their shoulder. And they, they just in general are, are constantly convinced that they're being mocked. And, uh, no, you know, these punks have no respect anymore. It's a lot of that 
conversation. Well, that's not a completely unwarranted position um, (laughs) in my experience. But I mean, if you don't understand that you're reffing (laughs) high school students. If we were to put up a survey right now, if we were to put up a survey and say, who has a more respectable job? The girl behind the snack bar counter or the ref, the headlinesman or the ref? Who do you think would win in this uh, in this youth hockey podcast? Who who do you think would get garner more respect? Um, there's no doubt the girl behind the the counter. Exactly, <laughs> the girl behind the counter gives me my fries. Oh, she's so nice and punctual, and I have never had a problem with her. The guy on the ice, I'm having problems with. I mean, even quietly, uh, several times during the game. Well, it also shows you that you know they're they. The refs are not beholden to, uh, you know, the parents, even no. though the parents uh, essentially are paying their salary. They don't. They don't care. <laughs> they, now, Randy, you know, I'm kind of okay with that, though. I, I just, I just wish they'd do their job a little better. Just like most people. By the way, most people look at other people doing their jobs and say, "I wish they were doing it a little better." Right. In this case, uh, uh, it's just a little more emotional because little Timmy and little Johnny and little, let's say, Frankie. Uh, we really want to see them succeed. Well, here's two the way we have to sympathize with it. I mean, refs do have a rough, rough job. Oh, yeah. I'll tell you what, when I was a senior in high school, I was asked to referee and it was not hockey though. It, it was actually, uh, I was, they asked me, they were missing a person. They asked me to umpire. Yeah. One baseball I, game I, myself. T-ball Same game. thing. I had to do one baseball game. Now this is T-ball. No, this is uh, baseball. So yeah. I had to call up uh, uh, strikes and balls, but go ahead. Okay. So yeah, see yours is even harder. Oh, it's awesome. So imagine this. So I'm in, I'm in high school senior, just a punk kid. They get me out there and I'll never forget. It's it, these are like six year old boys. Guy hits the ball. There's a play at the plate. I couldn't believe it. And it was so close. And I remember looking. Now, what the audience didn't know, the whole time I was looking there, I was actually thinking about this girl who sat in front of me in English lit uh, my senior year of school and could care less about the t-ball game. Do you have the name name there? Can we we, uh, just just make up one if you ask? Cindy. Cindy. Good for you. Cindy. And she used to lend me paper. Oh, God. Those girls at AOP English were always so kind. Exactly. And she was nice to me. And meanwhile, I'm daydreaming about her. The close plate. And I look. And the entire fan base from each side is leaning in looking at me and i have no idea because i was completely zoned out in another world and i remember i finally was like okay well 50 50 chance out and half the crowd went nuts and i'll never forget as i left this one guy came over trying to be my pal and he's like uh you know like hey i feel for your first game he said but you should know you're probably the worst umpire i've ever seen in my life and I'm like, yeah, I get that. Yeah, I want to hear your baseball game. Oh, my, it wasn't that big. I, it, I just learned how hard it was. You know, I, there was no big play. There was no, it was a very low stakes thing. But I remember calling balls and strikes. And once I went strike and I was like, oh my God, that was a ball. I didn't mean, to, I just chose the wrong word. I'd never done it before. Right. So I went strike and I went, and it's so far outside the zone. Even the, I am like laughing at myself. It was such a stupid call to make, but I have to hang, you know, you have to say, what am I supposed to do then? Uh, I mean, strikey ball. <laughs> Excuse me, that was a ball. I made a mistake. Yeah, yeah you could have reversed yourself. No, uh, my apologies. Uh, yeah. That was a ball. <laughs> it was. It was a completely hard to do. a ball. This kid had to reach his glove so far outside the box to catch that ball <laughs> that it honestly made me sad for the whole concept of balls and strikes that I had made, made that mistake. But... I, I mean, at least not... the kid could have swung and helped you out. I mean, <laughs> yeah, then I would have called it a ball. I guarantee you, Raleigh. Ball. Yeah. Uh, has Raleigh ever repped? Raleigh ever repped anything? Yeah, I uh, I had to do um, a couple of baseball games as well, so I had that that. No uh, hockey ritual. though. Um, hockey, I've I've refed um, you know scrimmages. Oh, and you know, in, back in college, I refed um, intramural games in college. Um. And I was terrible at it. I even had, you know, I had to get the certification and everything. So I, I was. Did certified. they certify you as terrible, or is that was that <laughs> like something you just learned about uh, yourself later? The funny thing is, like, I always felt playing that, you know, I, I I'm sure this is the same with tennis players. You, you know how the, some professional players get just come unglued on on, and I'm sure they're right 99 of the time because when you're really good at a sport, 
you you see things you know your eyesight's better you sort of follow the game better and um so you know i always was like ah you know whenever i felt like a ref missed a call i'd be like ah you know that was onside or whatever and um uh, when i did the uh you know i figured i'd be good oh no i was i was absolutely terrible i I was one of the worst refs ever um it's ice hockey refing for me whatever reason i it just didn't it didn't click i could play it but i just couldn't ref worth a damn um baseball i was okay though you know it's funny that we mentioned that is that like for example in my case i was the worst ref available yet i'll be the first guy to call a ref who's not refing a good hockey game no sympathy well we at least we you know we've all admitted it's difficult I, i think the things that that we've talked about that we're annoyed with could, could be, could be easily solved. I mean, it's one thing if you're just bad and, and um, I recall, you know, there's a, there's a guy I know we've talked about is, was a parent who decided to get into refing because, you know, they're always trying to entice people. Oh, you hate more that refs. Guy. Raleigh, you hated that guy. So Every well, I, I, I didn't hate him personally. Hate. I did. I did not hate him personally. Oh, you I did. even had a conversation with him, but I remember one time we were <laughs> in a game and literally he made, he made two wrong calls and that thus they evened out. But I was like, he came over and I was like, listen, that first call you made, let me explain to you, like you're, that was completely wrong. And then you got this one wrong. So you're even, but like up your game a little bit, like, and I I'm trying to explain to the guy, he just, he just wasn't ever going to be any good. You can just tell uh, he, he was just not capable, but I, I think at least like, like in his case, it wasn't anything personal. He just wasn't going to get any better at it. And um, the things that we've complained about for the most part are things where it's, it's attitudinal or it's, it's no thought put into it, you know, no, no, no consideration or just uh, phoning it in to the, to the nth degree, making it just obvious to everybody you're phoning it in. I mean, I, I guess some people are just not capable of staying up with it. And that's why they should have, you know, they should have refs at, and I also think there should be, you know, a little bit more of a grading system. Right now, you know, I mean, once you get into the higher levels of hockey, you have to have a certain set of credentials uh, in certain quality level to be able to ref higher levels. But uh, we've all seen in, in uh, California hockey, at least the youth levels, I mean, you can basically be barely able to skate and have ref for one year a bunch of squirts. And the next thing you know, you could be uh, refing Bantam triple A games. I mean, it's just absurd. Uh, some of the people that are out there and those are the people that, you know, you'd, you'd see a lot of complaints about, um, you know, full on <laughs> threads on uh, certain hockey boards that we know where people talk about <laughs> individual ref and you get, you know, a whole, a whole score of people going, I know that ref. So uh, you get a bit of a rep for your, uh, uh, I don't ever memorize their names. I just memorize what they look like. So I have like beard dude and <laughs> and and chubby no hair and you know what I mean. Like there are a couple yeah, yeah. that I can you get tell to know you, them. Like, yeah, <laughs> like like I, there are a couple that I can tell you are really you know like oh long haired blonde. Uh, there's a couple that I can tell you that make really bad calls, but I have no idea what their names are. I'm like, oh god, it's that one. You know, and I, I'll just it'll just be what they look like. Yeah, you you, you get you start to get stoic because you know it's going to be yeah it's it's coming it's coming i hope you don't mind i was going to push on into uh memorial day is that okay at this point or is there another ref one one other thing i was i thought so atlanta Um, sorry i just thought of this when you guys were talking i just bumped it i mean what do you think of of this have you guys experienced this i just experienced this the other day we were we were involved in the game um and the ref came out, and this ref, we knew this ref, and this ref had known my boys for like six, seven years because he had been refing around SoCal. And so in this particular game, he was like really hard on, like really calling ticky-tack stuff. And after the game, my sons were like, hey, he remembered us and had obviously a chip on his shoulder from old past experiences. Like, is that fair? It's not fair, but uh, I've seen it happen many a time. And, and I will also, say, they don't like your coach. Have you, have you, I mean, let's be honest. Haven't you been in a game where you can tell the ref hates your coach? <laughs> um, oh yeah, yeah, for sure. But I was going to say the, the opposite occurred um, for, for my kid. He got the benefit of the doubt of the fact that 
my, uh, my brother was a ref here for many, many years. And uh, there was one game where he uh, very much deserved a penalty, or at least it was within the standards of what other penalties have been given, given out. And I'm pretty sure he got the benefit of the doubt because the, the, he told me that the ref uh, mentioned to him, like, uh, had a little conversation with him about, hey, Ralston, is a, you know, he's like, oh, yeah, that's my uncle. And <laughs> that, this guy had refed with uh, my brother for, for probably a decade. So uh, he got the benefit of the doubt, which just, you know, it's a story that just tells oh, man. you. Making the, get, getting the special treatment in Pennsylvania. Yeah, he, he got, he, you know, he got a little bit of that. And it just shows Pennsylvania you Pennsylvania bounce is what they call that, by the way. I don't know if you knew. Well, it was just he, he absolutely trucked a kid. And uh, yeah. they've been calling penalties for that all the time. And the guy was like, ah, legal hit. <laughs> I was like, I've, I just two minutes ago, I saw the same hit happen. And that kid's, uh, you know, sitting in the box with a 10. 10. <laughs> <laughs> There so, uh, is there is a very big by the way there is a tiny difference between a no call and a two and a ten and a five game suspension in some refs mind yeah, not all yeah. but every once in a while you'll have a ref that the, the the degree the increment between those two things is like this big I know you can't see this Ralston because you're very far away <laughs> Lance can you explain what what I'm holding up here uh, I don't know like a third of a pinky yeah this is not a big distance between this so anyway right. Um, I'm going to move us on now, yes. uh, unless somebody tells me not to. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about Memorial Day hockey and spring hockey in general, uh, what the purpose of it is, uh, what you think people should expect from it, and how people should judge a good spring, for example. Um, I know that I have my own thoughts on it. Uh, I know we've experienced spring hockey uh, every year. Uh, did, did we miss any springs the years when we were playing together? Never. Uh, Raleigh, did we miss any spring? I think we played every spring with your kid too. Um, most of them until until my kids started playing lacrosse. Then I was like, no, we're not going to do it. Okay, we oh. stopped. We stopped. No, that's them. that's totally fine. I just remember we did a lot of them. I'm not sure if it's a smart thing to do, but I can tell you um, that in California they usually give uh, different names to the clubs. Uh, so like uh, the Heat or the Natty Hatties and the flyers or the the flyers oops uh and the uh you know the rain or the monarchy and the uh the bears or the metropolitans did you know that i did yeah they were all over tsc this weekend as the metropolitans well what were the what were the flyers the flyers are the flyers oh i thought they were great name too i know i was hoping they'd come i was hoping they'd bust open something new for us but no flyers are the the flyers i'll tell you in the old days they were the express okay and they would spring was the flyers Oh, well, I, I well sometimes really, yeah. sometimes you have these organizations that are this is an interesting topic. I, I, let, let me let me um, go on a tangent here for just a second and so explain it's nothing better. Go explain why this uh, uh, something that the people should understand is that um, most hockey coaches that are paid don't get paid very much. And. It, there's a lot of hours and driving and a lot of stuff that can go into to refing. Um, so one way that a lot of coaches can kind of get out from under the umbrella of their organization is to create their own organization that does spring and uh, summer hockey. And a lot of times these, these organizations, it might even, not even be a, uh, you know, apparent to anybody that it's, it's not just part of the club because it's the same coach, you know, that everybody knows is going to be coaching at XYZ club. Um, but yeah, you, you know, a perfect example of this to me is like the Patriots, the Patriots, you know, was, is pretty well known for getting kids from the junior Kings and the ducks. And sometimes putting those kids that play against each other onto, onto spring and summer teams that go play tournaments. So, um, so that's, that's my only thing to point out to people. If you're not aware it kind of makes sense if you think about it, you know, if, if you're a coach and you're going to run a spring program, you'd like to make the money and have that money come directly into your pocket, not be paid whatever it is that the club's necessarily paying you. So uh, these guys can make a lot more money by running the ice themselves, having their own team organization name and running everything th- through that. Um, not not every, every club does this, but a lot of them do. So anyway, that was my observation. Well, I've had two experiences, two different experiences with spring hockey. Um, the first one was where it was kind of like the coach had his team uh, and but was looking like he was pretty confident. This is kind of going to be the group I go with in the fall. But 
I do have spots. So he used spring as a kind of an audition for certain kids. But um, I mean, you know, which makes sense to me, but, but the downside that I didn't like was, was there were more players than we probably needed because he wanted to get a feel for who do I want? I got my regulars, you know, I got my 12 regulars that I'm going with and I need like six more players. And so he, he signed up like 12 guys. So there was, for, for the regulars, I felt that year there was a lot of sitting. That's got to be Peter Torson, doesn't it? <laughs> Peter who? That has got know. to be a bear story, does yeah. it not? It is a bear that story. That is exactly what I was expecting. But they, There uh, is not a single uh, bear story that doesn't end with 50 guys on the ice with Peter Torson. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's what every story there ends in. And by the way... Hey, it was it was a half a, half of a quarter of, an, of the ice, though. Let's Yeah, you know, exactly. Not with, really... with a sixth of the ice and uh, uh, no refunds. Hey, that hey, is... Well, no, but I mean, at least at least Torson was teaching guys something. But I think you point. Oh, out, I agree. Hey, I, th- uh, I think you, know, you point out this. I'm anti Torson. I am not. That that guy. Uh, there are very few uh, uh, better teachers of the game in 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 the state. I would say than than that guy. I, I you know for all you can you can say what you want about uh, uh, you know some some of the things the Bears do or or how their club runs. Uh, but no, they know they have a guy there that is really genuinely one of the top teachers of the sport in in the in the state. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Um, but but uh, I was just going to say, you know, um, I, I wonder if well, I wonder if we're going to get into this. Like to me, this is this is one of the things that I just have never liked. I've never liked this. Let's let's start auditioning in the spring for a team that's going to um you know have tryouts put quotes around the tryouts end, thing. end of summer early quote, fall. quote tryouts raleigh quote unquote tryouts. right right it, which they're not supposed to be doing but you know meanwhile everybody knows it's like everybody is here and they're doing these coaches times and everything they're on the ice why are they there well yeah i guess i mean your kids getting time and hopefully getting better and getting taught something um but then you know why is everybody really there packing in there it's because they all these people are like, well, that's how I'm going to get on this team. Like I, my, you know, my kid's got to be there every week showing, showing how good he is and how he's going to, you know, he's, he, he's better than this other kid. Like eh, it just, uh, it bugs me. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, we've all been at the bears organization though. I mean, each one of us. So I mean, like, well, I'm not just saying the Bears. I mean, no, there's no, been I, I, other I teams that do saying, the same thing. I, I'm I'm looking at uh, Lance's example and and saying it was a Bears thing. Were you were you thinking of a different club, uh, Coach? Well, I I know of other other you know, many other programs. That it's the same deal. You know, it's it's not. But firsthand, did you did you go to? An, I mean, uh, do you believe? Well, we we did skates with all sorts of of organizations at various times for different stuff. In fact, you know, you and I. Uh, went and did some skates with kids where we absolutely knew we were not going to be, um, our, you know, our, we were just attending and, uh, you know, for other clubs. So help me out. Who were, where were, where did we go that we attended? Um, let me, uh, there's a team that somewhat sounds like Didy Mucks. Uh, I think we, we went did, to the uh, docks together. Yeah, if you, I don't know if you recall, oh, yeah. years and years ago, when our kids were like sports, yeah, we went down remember. and did some skates with their like, uh, their like super triple A in in waiting uh, team. But huh. uh, that you know, and our kids were 05, so they weren't even going to play for that. But we went down and you know, it was the same thing. Like the whole team was pretty much every every okay. kid that was trying to get on that team was down at these skates. They just they just let us in because but you know that you know, it's some guys paying some twenty extra yeah, twenty five bucks. That's true. No, I I I do I understand what you're saying uh, that spring. Okay, let me let me put this back in the reference that I, I started with. So what we don't like about spring is when it is uh, a kind of um, predictor of what tryouts should be. When it when people are just doing what they feel like they have to do to get on a team then the spring program is, is, is not, that's not what you want from spring program. Is that, is that, is that okay to say that or am I wrong? I mean, I don't know. I mean, like I said, I I experienced both sides because I also experienced a a club where they had their team 
this is going to be my team. And he got, he threw them out in Memorial Day weekend just so that they could start getting some chemistry going for the season coming up, which was kind of nice. But I, I understand the other way too, because how else, if you know, if you don't open up spring to allow kids to perform in front of the coach, how else can they impress them? Because I've been at tryouts where a guy walks in this off the street and everybody out there had been together, but this kid and working together. And now all of a sudden he's got to impress the coaches enough where he's going to drop one of the other guys who's been there all spring. Yeah. But that's not really fair. Is it? I right. Mean, and yeah. he didn't. And he should have, he should have, uh, he should have. Yeah. He didn't. There was, there were two kids. I think of, I'm thinking of one of my Baco friends uh, that got absolutely, uh, absolutely jobbed down at the bears. Uh, he was he he. This he, wasn't a bear. No, no, this was right. a bear. He should have made it onto a team uh, that he did not. In my opinion, this is a small thing, but they had chosen the team uh, beforehand. You know what I'm talking about, don't you, Coach? Um, I think I do. Yeah. Yeah, uh, number one, Baco Dad. If you know who that is, uh, uh, has uh, I I thought they got uh, you know that was not fair. But uh, you know I don't want to talk about other people's kids uh, in in specifics. I just know there was one person that I felt like if they had gone down and done all of the spring program, that kid was definitely in the top half of the roster. But he showed up on uh, tryout day, uh, played better than half of the roster did, and got told, uh, you know, that that he wasn't going to be on that team. Well, I think I think it's kind of worse than that. I'm pretty sure that he was playing in the spring, but oh, he uh, was. I yeah. didn't even know. Okay. Maybe. Well, that, that, that was a year where, you know, uh, like that, that's one of those things where um, most of the people on that team, the team had all sorts of political skullduggery and shenanigans going on where that roster was basically picked and uh, you know, everybody knew it. And you had, you also had kids that were, that had never played defense converting to defense because I, I don't know if there was conversations that occurred um, with the, with the coach or whatever, but you know, it was like, Hey, we're bringing in all these kids and we got defense spots. So you want to play on this team, you're going to play D and all of a sudden kids, some kids that we even knew that had been forwards their whole career, pretty much suddenly are converting to defense so that they can play on this, you know, super elite. Uh, it was in, the, in that year, a double a team. If, if we're talking about the same team. I'm glad, you know, I'm glad you use the word shenanigans because I think spring shenanigans uh, might, because there have been more shenanigans in spring than I, I believe uh, there should be uh, considering it's the off season. I think in general spring, uh, now I don't know, have you ever had something where you felt like spring season was phoned in? Like you didn't get like, okay, uh, not, not, not get off the topic of, uh, of it being a pre-tryout thing. Yeah. Um, have you ever felt like, but like say you were at Pasadena, uh, not not just to throw out a name, uh, like you were at the Maple Leafs, Pasadena Maple Leafs. Like there was a time in the spring program in the Pasadena Maple Leafs. Not not talking about any place specific. Do you ever feel like they totally phoned in their spring program? Um, who who are we asking, me or Lance? Or? I'm gonna go with you, Raleigh. Yeah, you you were the first one. Now it doesn't have to be Pasadena, by the way. I'm just uh, throwing out names that uh, I, I remember once. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I can, uh, you know, I, I don't feel too concerned about, about talking about one year where we played in, in a, a spring. I kind of had, you know, through relationships got on a team at Pasadena and there was a, supposed to be a certain number of kids there. And, um, and then we went down to it. Uh, to play in the, the spring tournament. And suddenly we had like um, 20 kids on the team. Yeah, 20 is, kids on the bench. Yeah, This is for, for you know, uh, for what, Peewee? And uh, I'm like, well, what is going on? Like, <laughs> this is not, this is not what I thought. I thought, uh, you know, this is Peewee That was hockey. also the year that I remember, if I'm correct, they didn't score a single goal in, uh, in, their, uh, in their entire uh, uh, tournament. If I remember mm, correctly. Not, not the team. If, and maybe it's okay, a different, different team. team. The, the team no, we were on. We, team. We, this could be a heat too, by the way. I, you know, I'm getting old. Uh, any of these teams. Could but be... I mean, I mean, it was bad. Like it was bad. It was, it was not like we, uh, we underperformed for sure. And uh, it did, it didn't help anybody really pick, you know, a team to go on or anything. It didn't, it, no, nobody ended up being happy. But I think the, the spring programs really need to be, 
you know, you have to decide and you have to present to the parents if this is something that is elite training, top of the line, we're going to get your kid ready to try out for uh, come, come summer, then make sure that that is the way you approach it. And if you are having family, fun, kind of recreational hockey, uh, something that you can, um, you know, just enjoy in your backyard or something like that, that's, that's how you approach it. I think the problem becomes when you don't inform the, you know, like what you said, when you show up and there's 20 kids on the bench and you're like, what? What I don't like about spring program is when expectations uh, are not set by the, by, the, by the people who are in charge that help you understand what, what you should expect. That, yeah, that was, then, that's the nicest way to say it. And uh, then there was, there was a year. Important. I agree. You know, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, there was a year where um, it's, you know, it's in this, in this range where we were at a particular club and we did do the spring program that whole year. And we had played on a different team the year before. And so my kid, plus, you know, a number of other kids from the team we had played on the year before were down there at the spring program. And there was some thought that maybe we would um, defect back to the, to the bears. And um, I know like in that spring, very weird things were occurring that was uh, really annoying me. Like, oh, the coaches are putting together little groups of kids and my kid always plays with these other couple kids and his teammate, you know, plays with these other couple kids. It's like, it was very clear. The coach was already putting together lines. And I had, you know, I had uh, people even coming up to me. And <laughs> if you recall, one of, one of the, the combinations that was put together, I was like, hey, you know, this is really annoying to me because this kid and my kid played together on a team last year, and they literally have not in the entire spring been put together for a drill for anything else. They've never been on the same team. Like it's like very deliberate. They're they're keeping them apart for some reason, and yet he's playing with this other kid. What's going on? And then I found out that uh, well, because the coach had been told that the, this kid and another kid played together in a uh, um, in a three on three tournament, and they tore it up. So the coach had been convinced by the dad that. He's got to put these kids together. And the funny thing is the one kid that everybody wanted to play with decided not to, not to go there, uh, even though we all played together on the spring team. So all these games being played. No, I think Machiavellian. That, that and, is the kind of thing. And I've forgotten some of the shenanigans that happened in our spring. What you're talking about, uh, I think, is what we all need to avoid. Spring shenanigans. Uh, when, you, when, you, when you're expecting something, uh, and people are kind of playing a different game behind your back. Uh, I think that's when it gets to be unhealthy. Uh, you just, you, you know, treat it more like, uh, you know, like it's like communication uh, between the coach. You know, we always do communication between the coaches before we start a regular year. Maybe that communication should be advanced even before spring because you are paying money. And, and if you don't know what you're getting into uh, and they're not asked to, to state their goals, uh, maybe stating their goals will help them too. Maybe it'll help the program. If they're asked to state their goals about what spring hockey is to them, maybe it will help everyone. So yeah, well, so also be, put, you so know, again, putting lines together in a tournament, I understand, but to be putting lines together for drills all through, you know, whatever it is, 12, 12 practices, what is that? What is going on there? That That's a bad idea. Like don't, you know, don't start getting people asking questions about this at that point. I mean, it's another thing if you decide to put certain lines together in a tournament and then it either works or it doesn't, but you know, when you're already uh, picking your team and putting lines together, uh, people tend to, to notice that. Can I uh, talk about one other jerky thing that happened in spring <laughs> hockey? Just one jerk. Yeah. yeah. I remember this parent that was like, oh, yeah, we're going to go play on Little Caesars for the spring just so we can test them out and see if my child wants to play on them for next year. Little Caesars, you know, they're back east. And I was like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. What I was going to oh, say oh, is, I, we, did you say we pizza, pizza? Know, pizza? <laughs> uh, everyone that listens knows that Randy likes to poke the bears, of so course. to speak. Well, every, mm-hmm. every club, actually, I like to poke a little bit. Even my home club, I have poked it. That's true, but but I will say this: it has been mentioned to after, me <laughs> uh, after four years of Bears hockey for us. You know, the one thing I got to be honest: the one thing I loved about them 
is their spring program was serious, you know? Yeah. And uh, I, I just remember years where you had to be running, you had to be doing, you know, Peter put together these incredible exercise regiments and he would measure you uh, so that you could see at the end of summer, did you, did you have any, you know, growth, you know, I guess, skill-wise, did you grow? Did you shot faster? Are you, do you run faster? Can you leap taller? And so that was one thing I always loved is it was a very defined, these are the things you need to do uh, and continue to progress throughout the summer, you know? I think, and, but you know, but the uh, Flyers coach- Lance has uh, always been a shill. Uh, Lance has always been a shill for the Bears. I of mean, course. ever since he got that Bears jacket. Okay, this is another thing. If your friend <laughs> buys a jacket for one club, he'll never leave it because like he, he looks down, he's like, well, I bought the jacket. Whoa, 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 I got to be nice whoa, whoa, whoa. to, for the rest of my life, I have to be nice to the, because he's always wearing the goddamn jacket. I didn't buy the jacket. <laughs> you bought that jacket. No, they gave it to me. They did not give they you that. Gave they gave me that jacket. They've, they've never given away anything at that club. They gave me that jacket because I was, I was on the board. Because you were cold. I was a board member and, you know, I was just a great guy. Well, just so uh, I know, here we go. As a treasurer, did you As ever a see board the member? Did you ever see the books for that, uh, that, uh, that uh, particular place? Oh, uh, here we go again. Did you, <laughs> yeah. did you ever see the books? For I that? did see the book. Yeah. And what, uh, what, uh, what did from, you see from the money? Distance, from distance, but I did see it was sitting on the desk. Lance is, oh, is culpable for a lawsuit to this day for being a treasurer on a uh, on a club that he absolutely never saw the books for. I, mean, I don't even know what my official role was other than- You were treasurer. Is that what they That's what it I said on the goddamn them. website. You were the treasurer. Well, what did they call that other person oh. who was not there anymore? I don't know. They don't know how to say They don't know. That's true, they did. They called somebody like in, oh God, what was that? Yeah. They Oh God! Yeah, we got a, a member in, in, in like yeah, like they didn't know how to spell it. It was like emeritus or something like yeah. that, and they put in Mary's in Mary's task or something like. And we we're like, oh God! Exactly. Yeah. That's what I was, see, I was really just the puck boy. You weren't anyway. Okay, uh, folks, I, I think that's enough for uh, uh, episode thirty-nine. I, I'm I'm just willing to now that Lance and I we're gonna go beat each other up in the background. Right? I'm gonna you know we're gonna get into fisticuffs over here, but hopefully by uh, episode forty we'll calm down uh, and bring you uh, something interesting uh, and something new. Uh, hey, we're let, talk me, let me uh, let me just. Um, leave this with you know on, on a on a high note here if ever there was an episode where we could just truly say hey if you're really sitting there and during your spring program and you're wondering like like are we in some kind of dysfunctional club here is there, this program messed up well now you've heard no you're just <laughs> yeah. like listen to these stories they exactly <laughs> anytime you start questioning your own judgment think of oh, I, I, by the way i didn't even bring up uh not 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 a club that uh, we played at uh, or team, but but did have like uh, did do skating programs with people who were doing this kind of auditioning at a club where a bunch of people wanted to be on this team, and the coach it was pretty much every person there was mandatorily twice a week taking their kids to two to three hundred dollar hundred dollar um, plus hundred dollar plus ice fee um skating sessions with the coach uh if you could hear what the spring program was during covid how much money i, I got in my emails uh I, I saw what it was like to get three hours of ice in Cal southern california uh for your kid a day it was literally the kind of thing that it would require a second full-time job to pay for there was not even close it was the kind of thing that if you wanted to play during covid in the spring uh and you would you would eventually fly out of the state to play the games but uh, the ice, uh, the ice costs were astronomical. Absolutely. Right, but, but we're talking about here. I mean, I have people telling me, like Dave, like my kids doing this, and it's like uh, there's, you know, there's 20 kids on the ice vying for for this team, and we already know that you know two thirds of the team is picked, and there's 20 kids on the ice, and they're they're all paying over hundred dollars an hour uh, for this. Uh, I think they were making their money back. Yeah, yeah. Well, it is, you know, and it is one of those things, uh, the spring, that is exactly right. The character of a, uh, of a spring program doesn't tell you what your coach will be like the next year in that program, but the overall program, it probably gives you some hints about the way they organize things, the way they uh, put teams together, the way they practice, and the way they finish. 
you know, so right. it's like, uh, rather than uh, try to like, you cannot laugh off. Like if you, if you, there's a couple of mistakes in your spring program, laugh them off. If there is a series of mistakes that uh, end up in, you know, a, a lot of things going wrong and people angry and things like that, it might be a, a little bit more widespread, uh, you know, uh, when it comes to the real, you know, to the year when you're paying a lot more than $600. So uh, spring programs, we just finished them. Uh, um, my daughter had a great time. Um, your sons didn't play the spring program, correct? When this year? Or yeah, no, no yeah. Year, there was no real. Um, my, <laughs> my, my middle son uh, did not play in a spring program this year. Uh, he was trying to get all of his classes done. Um, but, you know, every year uh, you decide to go through this, I think you have to um, do a little, uh, you know, do a little post-mortem. When you're done, uh, what did you like? What did you not like? What, what did people respond to? What people not respond to? And, and just don't set yourself up for a bad year come tryouts because tryouts are like two weeks away uh, in SoCal. And whatever experience you had, just be ready. But, but may I say this, because I think I've heard before, just be careful. That's why I warned. Be careful with the spring program, because I've I've heard stories from people before that they said spring spring programs in some rinks are like first dates, blind dates, where everyone has their best behavior, their best clothes. That's true. Uh, and then you don't know all the demons that are hanging until you get to about the seventh or eighth date. Okay, but imagine your first date, it has all those demons that they, you know, I mean, if, they, exactly. if they have all those demons and they are trying their best, imagine what the, what the second date's going to be. Oh, exactly. And, okay. and by the way, have you, guys, uh, have you guys been watching or did you watch the HBO series on the Lakers? Loved it. Lakers I have not watched it yet, uh, but I don't, don't spoil it too I'm much. I'm not going to spoil anything, but, but there's literally <laughs> almost a soliloquy about this topic. Because you saw Lance, right? Did you watch yeah, that so far? Do you know the one I'm talking about where uh, Bus is is talking about, uh, I forget who he's talking to, where he's talking, you know, about um, how, you know, you meet a woman for the first time and <laughs> you get that, they're at the pool. Remember that? Oh, or, right, right. Yes. Yeah. Well, anyway, great, uh, great series. I, I got to say, I, I want the first episode or two. I was like, I don't know how good this is. And I kept watching it. It's gotten better and better as I've gone along. So. Anyway. Well, I can understand why some of the Lakers weren't happy with it because, boy, they, that whole team was dysfunctional. Yeah. The show. Well, no, they won it's, a lot of games. it's colorful, it's, but, but oh. entertaining. Well, I mean, they're definitely the characters, even though they're based on real people, were caricatures of themselves. Yeah. Well, anytime you have, what is it, John C. Riley? Isn't yeah. He the, yeah. And come on, that guy's, that guy's, he's funny. He's just, he's, he's, well, not he's, he's be... yeah, he's great. And, you know, he just does that, you know, between that line between a caricature and and plus it's got all, the guy that made it you know he's yeah uh, he's very well known for for uh, breaking the fourth wall you know he does that a lot where characters jason alexander talk. does that pretty well too i always i always like jason alexander's work right up to the absurdity line uh mm -hmm. and then he would we would not go over it but or kind of he would <laughs> go over it sometimes i don't know anyway uh, anyway know. uh thank you all for listening to the youth hockey podcast we also are going to have a new show which is called reviewing hbo's <laughs> sports shows coming out oh we don't know uh anytime this week uh thank you for listening please send us a letter or um or an email at youth hockey podcast at gmail.com uh, we love your comments we love to hear what you need to know and it helps us make a better show for you for all of us from dave and uh, lance and myself uh, have a great week, and we will see you at tryouts. Remember to visit Gabe Gifford Hockey. The link is in the description and the webpage below.